0: People so far, for decades, have been thinking in one direction only, Mm -hmm. just in one direction. We get stuck. And your perspective, your perspective, has opened up a totally different direction, something we never expected.
1: Hello, and welcome to Healing the Culture with Camille and Michael. I'm Camille Polly, president of Healing the Culture. And this is my co-host, Michael Pauly, who Hello. is our communications director. Hi, Michael.
2: Good to see you again. <laughs>
1: Good to see you again, <laughs> It's been too. a long time. It's been a long time. You probably noticed a new person with us today. Uh, we have Mr. Dino Paul, who is um, with us live from Bangalore, India. Hi, Dino.
0: Hi, Camille Hi, Michael. Glad to be here.
1: We are so glad you were able to join us. What time is it there right now, Dino?
0: It's around 12.30 a.m.
1: 1230 in the morning, you are a diehard, committed pro-life advocate, Dino. <laughs> yeah, so you. So uh, India is about 12 and a half hours ahead of us, so we're really grateful that you are depriving yourself of sleep to talk to us a little bit about uh, what you're doing there for the pro-life movement. Many, Dino, many of our supporters and um, those who have been following us know that we spent last year, 2019, all of February in India, traveling around the country to train people in our particular pro-life advocacy. Um, and we're going to talk about that because I want you to explain to our viewers what we've done and, um, why you think this is so important. Before we do that, I want to let our viewers know about you though. Uh, Dino Paul is married with three sons, uh, young children. We've got to meet them. Beautiful. And, uh, He has been a pro-life leader in India for many years. He was instrumental uh, in setting up Healing the Culture's trainings, many of our trainings, debates, um, and organized conferences for us when we were in India, traveled around the country with us quite a bit, Uh, was also a troubleshooter when we ran into problems with our flights and uh, always came to the rescue. And, and Dino, you really made it possible for us to spread our pro-life mission in India uh, to over 2,000 we trained over almost 2500 people while we were there and we couldn't be more grateful thank you for what you did
0: I really I really appreciate that. and I actually thank you also because uh, when you said you it, it, I made it possible for you uh, I look at you made it possible for us yes yeah. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> so we also wanted it uh, and we just enjoyed it all the time every day.
1: Very good, and we learned to love Indian cooking. We knew we would, but wow, it was amazing. Your wife is a very good cook. So Dino, tell us, first of all, people really wanna know the differences between uh, the pro-life movement and the needs in India versus here in the United States. Explain how it, how it is different. For example, what, what is it that motivates people in India um, to seek abortion? Uh,
0: you mean to say motivate people in India to do abortion?
1: To seek abortions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, um, uh, so you asked two questions. One is, uh, what is the difference between uh, the pro-life movements in the U.S. and in India? I'll address that first. Uh, to me, uh, the U.S. is uh, more uh, advanced uh, in the knowledge of pro-life. If you walk out to the street in India and ask anybody, uh, uh, how do you, what do you think about pro-life? They'll say, what? What word did you say? They won't even know what does it mean. Okay, I I, I would say at least the eighty percent of the population does not even under know the word pro life or things like that because uh, it, it's not gone into our uh, it's not it's not so strong like the U S where you have a country half divided into pro life and the half into the pro choice and even the your government, your politics, it's all mostly bi- based on that. But India, it's, it's mostly not, it's not not that, li- it's not like that. You're not into that
1: stage yet. So most people uh, do it's, it's, not uh, really talk about abortion. It's not really discussed. It's not an issue in the forefront of most people's minds. So there you're yes. saying there are only about 80%, per- about 80% of the people would have no idea what you're talking about if you ask them about the Absolutely. pro-life issues. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. When, we, when we use the term pro-life, they don't even know that it's something uh, we speak for, uh, for, for the health of the baby or the life of the baby, so we may, then we need to explain pro-life means supporting life, saving life, uh, uh, not not uh, pro- promoting abortion or things like that. So, so, uh, so, so one thing is uh, the pro-life movements are um, not as strong as the US. In the pro-life India, movement in India is not as strong. Yeah, yeah, the pro-life movements. I would say, if you look at the whole of India, uh, you should also understand that, um, that the majority of the we are only a very small a small population of Christians in India. It's not like the US. What is the we percentage of
1: Christianity population. in India? Um, uh,
0: uh, maybe I don't know the right one, but I would say it uh, should be somewhere between one to two percent, maybe one to
1: two percent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I have not. I don't know the right uh, figures, but this should be somewhere around that for sure. Below ten for sure. So, sure.
1: so, what are the okay. reasons that motivate a woman to want to have an abortion in India?
0: Uh, one of the main reason is the culture. The culture, uh, the culture uh, yeah, because uh, in, in India, uh, it, it's seen uh, we we see uh, we call it taboo. Uh, it's uh, taboo. not good to be pregnant yeah. before marriage. Yeah, it's, it's something so bad. The woman is looked down. I'm not promoting that we should uh, be pregnant before marriage. I am not. I'm totally against that. What I say is, think that for some reason, for some reason, somebody gets pregnant before marriage. It's like her life is ruined. She doesn't have a good future. She is kind of kicked out of the family. The the family members, the relatives, look down upon her. The society looks down upon her. And for her, the life is a struggle going forward. There is no support system, no proper support. A, no I would support say system. not in in enough yeah. support system. Yeah. Uh, and people, the moment they get pregnant outside of marriage, mostly, they only think about their personal life, their personal future, and they think abortion is the best choice to save themselves. That's what I think. So uh, 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 there is a percentage of people who death abortion inside marriage, which I would say is comparatively less than the percentage of abortion happening outside of marriage yeah it's mostly uh in colleges or uh, uh, people who are and universities. Before getting mm-hmm. married uh, yeah okay. before getting pregnant before marriage there can be rapes or abuses okay. these are the co- most common causes so, of abortion
1: so, so the biggest percentage the largest percentage of women getting abortions though are women who are outside of marriage or have, uh, have become pregnant outside of wedlock and they don't want the taboo. They don't want the shame. They want, don't want people to know, um, because India has such a strong emphasis on family, on marriage, like over 90% of people are married, um, and such a strong emphasis on the family unit. And so people don't want to bring shame on their family. They don't want it to be known. But you are saying there are still abortions for other reasons, but it's a small percentage. A yes, so, so percentage.
0: we have a, we have a strong culture which, uh, which supports the family. Family is considered very uh, strong in India. Yes, we noticed and, that. And uh, anything which happens before um, out of the family is not considered good. Yeah. It is true also. Uh, the other percentage of abortion happens due to anomalies, the child anomalies in pregnancy. Yeah, and uh, so so those are the uh, next next, uh, level of uh, abortions which happen inside the marriage, mostly because uh, the child has a deformity or mother has a health issue. Or the next can be um, people decided that they want to have only two kids and they don't want to have more kids. And that could be the other reason of doing abortion. Okay, so you've got most
1: abortions happening out of wedlock because of of out-of-wedlock pregnancies. And in wedlock... The pregnancies are, uh, the abortions are mostly happening because of either a fetal anomaly or because, um, the, the, the mother's health, some kind of a claim to the mother's health, or because yep. the, um, uh, what was the other reason? The, what was the L- third reason? I limiting, say- limiting the number uh, of limiting children. Limiting the number of children. They yeah. only want two children. Yeah, yeah, so Yeah. So, yeah. so tell me up to the point that you met us at Healing the Culture, Um, What has been most of the response of the pro-life movement? I know you have an amazing network, like a triage network almost, of people who spring into action when you learn of a woman who is in a crisis situation. Your response to uh, pregnancy needs, pregnancy resource needs is tremendous in your country. Is that right? We saw a lot of that. Uh,
0: uh, uh, The the resources, um, uh, I would say the number of crisis pregnancy centers um, at are not much. Not the centers, we Anglo- but
1: but the response. You seem to have a network of people that come together. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. So we have we have a network of like-minded people life first, and uh, we have a strong network across India who, who promotes the culture of life uh, uh, in India, and that's why we have a strong network uh, where we can gather people. Mostly from different parts of India where we have a need. Yes, we can do
1: that. So what do you think, tell us a little bit about healing the culture. When you first met us, you first heard our talks, you heard our approach, taking a very different approach, talking about happiness and the need for understanding deeper happiness and understanding quality of life and what real quality of life is all about and the difference between success with material wealth and success with ego, you know, and, and popularity and achievements versus understanding success as contributive, making a difference to others, right? Bringing family together and, and making a difference in your community. Um, so tell, and, and those other principles, tell me how, when you first heard this and you first saw what we were doing, how did that affect you? What did you think?
0: Yeah, so I, I have heard enough had more talks on abortion and uh, pro-life, uh, which more or less sounds the same. Or a little bit of difference here and there. And when I heard heard the term healing the culture, I was like, oh, what is that? <laughs> Sounds a little different. Let's hear about <laughs> it. Okay. So, but when I heard your talk, it was quite interesting. I never knew that we can teach something like that. I never believed that we can teach that the culture can be good. It can be healing. It can speak positive about the life of a child. That was quite impressive. Mm-hmm. And as I said, we have a cultural taboo in India uh, regarding abortion that the woman uh, is uh, the culture does not support uh, or the the, personally the culture does not allow the woman to uh, take out the positive that if she's pregnant so I would say healing the culture will make a big difference because I'm speaking about a cultural issue and you'll teach that.
1: Yeah, I remember we did a talk at a university uh, all women, it was about 900 women and they were all in social work, studying social work and the question answer afterwards was very vigorous. And one of the women asked about, you know, well, this taboo in India is so strong. How can the pro-life movement, you know, make a difference for us when the reasons why we're getting abortion is because of the taboo and you can't do anything to, to solve that problem. And my answer to that was, well, you know, wait a minute. What if we change the, the, the way, the paradigm here, you know, instead of saying that it should be taboo for a woman to have uh, an abortion, which of course it should, why don't we back up a little bit and say it should be taboo for a man to impregnate a woman he's not even married to and then abandon her so that she doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like she has any choices. And the whole audience of women just erupted into applause. It was almost as if they hadn't even thought of this before. Why not change the paradigm? Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. So that's what I'm telling. Different direction. Something we never expected. It was hidden. The truth. I would say that Know the truth and the truth that you free. That's it's right. Like, the truth sets you
1: free. Uh, yeah. 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 Yes. A big, and we notice so, that too, a big part of our curriculum is teaching the morality and the ethics. So we have the principle of non maleficence do no harm right? And the idea of the intrinsic dignity of the human person, that you can't say that a person's worth depends on their, uh, you know, what they can contribute to the society. Their, their dignity is inherent. And, uh, and these were not new concepts to people in India. These were notions that are taught, but, but maybe hadn't been tied together. But, but we notice these, you know, these ethical principles are universal. They transcend time, they transcend boundaries of, you know, Countries and nations, um, but they just have not maybe not made its way into people's thinking on abortion.
0: We need, uh, I would say, we need uh, it's a it's a uh, Herculean task in India to to change this uh, uh, this this cultural thought of uh, taking anti for the women who are getting pregnant before marriage or having more than two kids or Mm -hmm. getting pregnant with an anomalous kid. Anything, you name it. So, we need a Herculean mobilization and teaching of healing the culture, arts, and teachings in India, across India, for at least, I would say, two, three years or five years to make a global change inside India. And and said global, the whole of India.
1: And this is part of what you're
0: helping. Go ahead.
1: This is part of what you're helping us to do is by learning this curriculum, you can continue to pass it on to others to train others and hopefully start a whole movement in India of people who are passing on these concepts on happiness and quality of life and ethics and human rights. Tell me about the, how does the concept of human rights, you know, Healing the Culture teaches a whole curriculum on the inalienability of human rights, that you have intrinsic rights to life and liberty and that life is a necessary condition for the very possibility of liberty. And so you cannot claim a right to liberty if it is threatening someone else's right to life. How does that hit an, an Indian audience? How did, you know, do they have the same notion of rights?
0: Uh, one of the problem is uh, this, whatever we just spoke about human rights, uh, the inalienable right to life, is almost forgotten in the schools and colleges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. they come out of that, uh, people don't think about it. I, I don't know. Or they don't relate, relate it to the value of life of a child. Okay, So when I heard your talk, the concept when you spoke about uh, the right to liberty, uh, right to property, right to life, which is amazing, uh, when you spoke about rape and uh, uh, the case of rape, I used it in my talk to uh, people uh, okay. about about the healing of the concept. And it, it opened up a new thought for them. They said, like, wow, this is something different. Mm. Yeah. Well, that is something really good. I think more of this teaching can actually make a big difference for pro-life movement in India.
1: Thank you, Dino. I know Michael has some questions for you about how the coronavirus crisis is affecting your day-to-day life and, um, and the yeah. pro-life movement and your activities. We've certainly had some dialogues about that here.
2: Yeah. So, um, it's our understanding that, uh, l- like us, you're living under uh, house arrest right now. Is that correct? <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind, kind of, kind of,
2: kind <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, it's curious that, uh, and, you know, the virus seems to be moving at different rates and speeds in in various countries. Uh, but I was looking at the latest, uh, numbers on, uh, Uh, India, um, according to one of the media sources, it's uh, just under 15,000 cases in the country. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, even that's what the stats which
0: I have, but uh, we don't have a community testing yet. Okay. Okay. We don't have a community testing yet. Okay, so because you you don't have
1: community testing, you're not sure exactly how many cases...
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, that would be. what well, people who are uh, showing the symptoms, not well, are probably going and getting tested.
2: Okay. okay?
0: So, but but I'm pretty sure uh, the numbers will not be as alarming as in if it's in the US today or in Italy or anywhere. It should be much less than that. Why do you think? But, why uh, do you, you think are, it's
1: it will be much less in India than in America? Are Indians just hardier people who can, uh, uh, you know, attack illnesses uh, better than we can. Uh,
0: uh, no, because I, I think the government has taken a big step to complete lockdown uh, from the time they started, it started when the time they understood, it started spreading. I see. So we went to a complete lockdown. Uh, we are in the fourth week of lockdown, uh, all across India. It's huge. It, 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 it has never happened in India. Yeah.
1: So you're pretty it's much experiencing a lot of the same that we are here. Total lockdown. Yes. Unknown, you know, yes. Something that's never been done before. Um, how is it affecting yeah. people's livelihoods
0: um, uh, I, I would say it's uh, quite quite sad quite sad because uh, the economy the people there are many daily wage workers businessmen they are heavily impacted heavily impacted yeah and we've been trying to support uh, many of the families uh, who okay from our perspective there are so many people who are in who are uh, really struggling so we took a decision let's support families. At least with five kids minimum, who are struggling with a good monetary support during this time, yeah. and we already supported some 20 families across India. We are going to support a few more. Wow! Wonderful.
1: So, Our- so
0: there are so there are many people uh, trying to buying medicines, uh, helping with provision, food. Yeah. It's happening. So it's it, it's quite tough at the at this moment, especially for businessmen and uh, daily wage workers and all. They're they're having a tough time. And what even, do you do? You know uh, what the
1: percentage of uh unpo- the um, unemployment rate is right now?
0: Uh, no, no, I I wouldn't know that exactly. How okay. much it
1: Are you still employed?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good. So so, 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 so so it's luckily uh, yeah I, uh, I I'm still employed, but my my wife. Uh, uh, she is uh, still employed, but uh, there's a big rundown uh, of the number of uh, projects which she had in her office, and mm-hmm. it has impacted uh, the, the, the the increments and the bonuses, everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. But we're happy to we still and, have a job. It's, yeah, so, still happy yeah. to
1: still have a job. It's affecting everybody. Um, yeah. Michael, yeah. talk about a couple of the impacts this has had on the pro-life movement here. We're wondering if it's the same in India.
2: Yeah, we've… Um, uh, one of the big issues that we've been dealing with in our country, as you may have read, Dino, is um, many uh, states uh, have decided to postpone uh, elective surgeries uh, in order to conserve um, uh, what personal protective equipment, uh, face masks and uh, gowns and other things that are needed uh, to care for the uh, coronavirus patients. And so um, the, the questions come up, well, how does this affect abortion? And, and what's happened is, is that every single state is setting a different policy. So the governors in some states have said that, oh, no, abortion is protected, Um, you know, it's sacrosanct, Uh, abortion clinics will stay open even in the midst of the the health crisis, whereas other state governors have said, no, abortion's a non-essential surgery and it must be, you know, postponed or canceled in order to conserve uh, medical equipment. So what's been the situation in in India, to your knowledge?
0: Um, Okay, Uh, in in India, uh, we... we, we We don't have much of a popularity uh, about uh, the numbers, uh, non outside of the abortion. We don't have anything in India called an abortion clinic. Mm
1: -hmm. You don't have abortion clinics. It's mostly done in hospitals.
0: Exactly. We don't have anything called an abortion clinic in India. It's mostly done in most of the hospitals where we have a gynecologist.
1: So they're going to just keep occurring because there's no reason why they would shut down the abortion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there
0: is, uh, to me, uh, it doesn't have uh, any difference today because of the COVID impact. Yeah. Okay. But I would say, I'm pretty sure it's less because people are afraid to step out of their home.
1: Oh, mm. people don't want to so, go to the hospitals because they're afraid <laughs> yeah, of getting coronavirus. So <laughs> saving some lives uh,
0: that uh, way. And on the other side, people don't meet. They don't get opportunity to get get pregnant. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. So, so, so I am pretty sure by this, the abortion rates definitely would have reduced in India. One, because people don't in involved in the act of getting pregnant because they cannot move out of their family. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Second, people are afraid to go to the hospital.
1: Well, you know, today. I hadn't, so, yeah. I hadn't thought about that because your emphasis is so much on the family. The reason why people want to get would want to get abortions predominantly in India is because of an out of out of wedlock pregnancy yep. but they're not leaving their homes now because of the lockdown and so you're not having out of wedlock pregnancies so and yes, so you so have, we have reduced pretty much abortion. Much
0: we have probably the period in India today. It, very, in
1: the <laughs> yeah, very interesting.
2: So, so Dino, um, we had read, uh, and this was a l- little bit off topic, but uh, we had read about um, some move by the federal government to try to liberalize the abortion laws in India. Can you tell us a little bit about that and and what's going on? Uh,
0: okay, uh, it, it, in, in India, uh, the MTP Act. It's a medical it's called the Medical Termination of Pregnancy Act. Medical
1: termination uh, of pregnancy termination act. of
0: pregnancy. That's the act which legalized abortion in the nineteen seventy-three, I guess. Okay.
1: About the same so year as, as Roe versus Wade. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so that as per that act, um, uh, in India today, uh, legal adopt uh, abortion can be done till the twenty week. 20th
1: twenty twenty weeks up- so for yes. any reason, abortion can be done in India up to 20 weeks.
0: Uh, it's a little interesting, uh, any reason, because the real legal terminologies uh, are written like if there is a issue uh, for the mother, things like that. But it's a little ambiguous.
1: They can interpret the, health or yes, issues for the mother as broadly yes, as, as they want. Absolutely,
0: okay. absolutely. So but, because after of that,
1: but after 20 weeks, it, it's illegal? Or you can still get an abortion. Uh,
0: it's it, okay. Uh, anybody can have an abortion on demand if a obgyn agrees till twenty weeks. Now, beyond that, it requires a court approval.
1: Court approve a court approval. Okay.
0: Yes, it, After they have to weeks. file a case in the court, and it to be approved. So, the court used to approve abortions beyond twenty weeks, uh, or if in case of a rape or anomalous kid uh, and things like that or health of the mother or different things. The court used to approve uh, abortion. Now, the recent push was to legalize abortion till 24 weeks. Great. Okay. And was that
1: successful?
0: Okay. So, so, so it is almost, I would say, uh, I, I, I've been following the legal aspects. I heard that in the parliament it, it was passed, but there is some more... Uh, uh, higher, higher body which has to finally pass the law. Okay. So it, it's uh, I, I don't know the legal aspect completely about it, but what I understand is it should become a law school. So mm-hmm. your
1: your mm-hmm. parliament is trying to expand, expand that to twenty four weeks, and it still has a couple of hurdles to go. But you're you're sure it's probably going to end up being the law. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. yes.
0: It, it's probably that going to uh, uh, on, on a hit twenty four weeks.
1: Incremental yes. approach march towards. Uh, Towards what is happening here, mm-hmm. so so we don't have much time left. About got about five minutes, and I wanted to ask you how has the coronavirus crisis, with the shutdowns, the lockdowns, and all the new things that people have to do um, to maintain social distancing, um, a lot of people working from home, how has this affected your pro life work, your evangelization, and your ministry, the people that you work with? Um, you know, you India is big, very big on conferences. I remember when we were there conferences every day, people come together all the time. In, Indians are all about people coming together, and now suddenly you can't come together anymore. So how is this affecting your pro-life work?
0: Uh, it's a very interesting question which has both answers, both the sides of the answer. So um, I had a personal pro-life travel where it was all set in colleges, mobilized, expecting my arrival, which I had to cancel. Okay, because we couldn't, uh, we were restricted to travel. The family was not very happy for me to travel, though I wanted to. Uh, so, so yeah, <laughs> so so uh, so the, many of the travels got cancelled. Yeah. Uh, uh, because we in India, we have to travel a lot to different states to spread the message of pro life, peace, the youth, and uh, you know, mobilize and all. So that those things got cancelled. Uh, that's the negative part. Or the sad part. Uh, the positive aspect is it has opened a new area where we started online training. Okay, Everything's online gone training, digital.
1: Yeah, same, It's been the same here yeah. where we've everybody's been yeah. forced to go digital, and so we're all learning very quickly how to manage digital conferences, digital trainings, digital meetings.
0: Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so we are having a lot of digital conferences. We are having resources like you from abroad, other people from abroad. So we, we have people uh, joining us from different countries.
1: Oh, Ukraine. wow. So, so now uh, you can so have your uh, conferences with uh, outreach to other countries. What other countries are you outreaching to? Um, uh,
0: there, there are few, few, there's a few in the UAE uh, uh, and, uh, and some in uh, some countries near to India, which you are uh, trying to reach out and people join us. And uh, we we had uh, one of the meetings, uh, uh, trainings where we had over 200 participants joining on the online training, which is Fantastic. huge. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> it's good, good number for us. <laughs>
1: That's a lot for a training, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, and I would say uh, my my family is really really happy about. This lockdown because they get to see me more, in home, more at home. <laughs>
1: You're not on the road, you are doing your conferences yeah. from your bedroom.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so there because I keep traveling uh, once, uh, once or twice in a month outside uh, of Bangalore, uh, Karnataka. So my wife and kids are happy that fantastic. they get to see me in Hatch Home for a long time now.
1: Yeah. yeah. So this is
0: probably the largest I've sat at home after many years.
1: That's fantastic. Well, just a couple of minutes left then, Dino. Tell us, what can our viewers do for you? How can we help you in your pro-life advocacy and your evangelization? What do you wish that American pro-lifers would do for you the most?
0: Uh, to me, uh, first is the concept. Uh, the training of your concepts, uh, we need to have people in, in India who can thoroughly learn the, the healing, the culture, modules and More the... More training thoroughly. in healing
1: the culture. Okay. Yes,
0: yes, yes. So then we need to have uh, resources who can travel to different parts of India. Uh, we can take trainings. Uh, probably we may not, we may need to have a type of crisis pregnancy centers. Uh, where we can uh, try to help the culture, support the woman. so many things. We need to make a plan, a project, how we can execute it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It
1: would be really good to uh, to organize a network with the pregnancy resource centers here and the larger conglomerate organizations to show, kind of train and show how to organize centers outside of the hospitals, pro-life centers that women can now go to. Um, that would be a big need. We t- we spoke with the Trinitarians when we were there, and they were mentioning the same thing. It would be wonderful yeah. to do kind of create the same model in India that was created here, in pregnancy resource centers in all the major cities, um, and yeah. even next to hospitals, so that women would be able to go there instead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, Dino, I, I think also prayer. We need to pray for you and lift you up in prayer. I know you are praying for us all the time and for our ministry, and we're very grateful for your prayers. Um,
2: yes, and you know, a, th- a thought to leave with our viewers is that, um, you know, most of our viewers are obviously active in the pro-life movement in the United States. Uh, our population is just around 330 million and we think we have a big task in front of us and we do. Um, but, uh, India, the population is just around 1.4 billion people. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so it, it's it's something that um, you know our people should keep in mind is that uh, we're dealing with a country with over 4 times the population of the United States so so Dino and his team there in India have just a huge uh mission field you know we we read in the Bible about how the uh, the harvest is rich but the laborers are few you know and uh you know India is uh, is just a massive a um, hugely important country, uh, you know, for affecting the culture of life around the globe. So so we definitely need to uh, to keep this country and its pro-life activists in our prayers.
1: We yeah. do, Dino. Yeah. We're going to do everything to continue to support you and pray for you. And we're going to ask our viewers to keep you in their prayers and in their hearts and thoughts. And um, as always, Dino, we work together on this. Uh, you are one of the few laborers in the vineyard, but we're going to multiply, right? <laughs>
0: Yes, yes uh, my uh, my uh, in, uh, my relationship with healing the culture and you, Kamil, Michael, it's, it's been amazing. I would say mm-hmm. it's it's like a family. I would say I really enjoyed yeah. it, and I look forward to working together. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's really nice.
1: Yeah. We are so it. grateful to you. Thank you for taking time out of your your sleep tonight when you should be getting a good rest, and instead you're talking to us on the other side of the world. Thank you for being there. You know, doing what you're doing, and we thank our viewers as well. We encourage you to be uh, sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the notification bell to know when we've posted the newest episode. You can find this episode and others on our iTunes channel and uh, learn more about our mission at healingtheculture.com. As always, God bless you. Keep us in your prayers, and we'll see you next time.